0: Do you find yourself overthinking, not knowing where you're at, and no matter how hard you work, feeling unfulfilled? I've been there. I understand that. Hi, you're listening to Bowties in Business, and thanks for being here today. As always, I'm your host, Tim Kubiak. You can find us on our socials at Bowties in Business on Facebook and Instagram, and Bowties in and B-I-Z on Twitter. You can find me at Tim Kubiak just about everywhere. Um, today, we're joined by Evelyn Van es, and she's going to talk about her book, being relentlessly yourself and it's really going to be a little bit of her journey and her coaching business on how she got to where she is but a lot about how she works with entrepreneurs and senior managers to help them find joy in what they do and find meaning and get to that next stage in life so Evelyn thank you so much for being here
1: it's lovely being here thank you Tim
0: so we were talking before I hit record a, a little bit about your book. So let's start with name of the book, why you wrote it and who it's who it's really targeted for.
1: Yes. Um, the name of the book is Be Relentlessly Yourself. And actually I, I have it available in two languages, so also in Dutch, but uh, I won't challenge uh, the listener to, <laughs> to read the Dutch book because most will probably be English speaking. So Be Relentlessly Yourself and Take On Life. And um, this book has been written in COVID time. So last year, 2020, it's been a year that I've taken to really get to to the core of um, of my being and to translate that into a message message for um, for others. Um, I work as an international um, business and life coach speaker and. Um, I I work already for so many years with senior managers and entrepreneurs to really help them to get to the core of their being and to translate that into their business so that they can build their business on a foundation of authenticity. And that's how you can really make a difference. And for me, be relentlessly yourself is a message that is so crucial to really take up your space in life, because there is enough space for all of us. And if you do that, both on the personal part in life, as well as on the business part, that's really where you find the path to being in a situation where you feel that, have that feeling of fulfillment. And that's really something that I would want everybody, everybody to have that feeling, because that's where really the liberation um, in life is all about, if you get to that point.
0: So how often do you find that the core of somebody's being isn't truly aligned with what they're doing?
1: Oh, actually, quite often, because what I see is that a lot of people um, think they know themselves, but they don't really know themselves that well because they've been so stuck in the way they were nurtured. And what I do in my work is really help people to see the difference between what their nature, their true nature is, instead of what they've been taught. We already, you know, very early in life, after we're three years old, we're already so nurtured by our parents, school, friends, and people that we hang around with. But even later in life, in our careers, and in our jobs, and, um, and getting to that core and to really see what patterns you've kind of, uh, you know, adopted actually, and, and what you've been living and to see what you're doing and to, to, to surround yourself with people that can mirror you and help you to see clearly what is going on, that will really open your eyes. So I see that a lot. And once you get to that point where you feel complete self-love and you accept yourself for the true self that you are, that really you know, kind of lifts off a lot of weight from people's shoulder. So many people are carrying so often luggage of others or they're carrying other people's suitcases.
0: So, so I'll speak for myself and I'm pretty open about this. It was a hard realization that my gift in life was business, right? Yeah. When you're young, you have dreams and you're gonna be creative and you're gonna be this and you're gonna be that. When you realize the thing in life that you're good at is frankly running a sales organization in my case, that that takes a lot to come to grips with. Right. Absolutely. And I imagine other people have similar challenges. So how do you align what you do in business with those gifts, I guess. Right. If you find out that you are the creative type, but you're not really the leadership type or vice versa. Right. You're a leader, but you're not creative or you're a strategic thinker, but you can't do tactics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important to find a specific role where you can use your unique gifts and your talents in life, but also in a role that really suits you. And f- for example, if I look at my own life in a in in the past in my corporate career, I've always been leading teams and individuals. So that really is where my love for for working with a team and people and to inspire them and to be that that um that that, uh, leader in the group has always been something that I felt really natural to me. So that's a reason for me in my own business, I also started mentoring a couple of coaches because I love helping clients myself, but I also love to step up with that group of people and to inspire them and to help them to grow and and to be part of that ripple effect instead of just me working one-on-one with clients. And that's also something I do with my book and with my speaking is to inspire a bigger group of people. So it's really about understanding what your, what the role is that comes most natural to you. And also to, and part of that understanding what your nature is, is really understanding what your natural rhythm is even throughout the week, throughout the day, but also throughout the seasons because some people are really, they peak during summertime and others, you know they really need some time to really take a step back in winter time and for other people it's the other way around so it is also really important to understand even looking at your day schedules some people are really productive creative in the mornings so don't plan your meetings early mornings you know do your creative, thing you know do your writing do your painting or drawing or whatever you do and so listen to your your own natural rhythm and then create from there and take your role from there
0: so i'm going to i'm going to take try and take that a little further so so often and i'll say it's become even pop culture right everybody has almost a dogma around what's your morning routine why do you have your morning routine what it is how do you you know, you talked about being creative in the morning and that, that's actually I'm talking to you early in the morning. My time I've been up for a couple of hours. I've worked out. I've done my writing for the day. I figured that out. But how do you align and build your business around that? Like, I have the two o'clock rule, by the way, after two o'clock, if I'm being unreasonable, anybody can invoke the two o'clock rule. And we'll yeah. defer the decisions the next day. Nobody's going to die what I do, right? We make the decision a day later. If we hire somebody a day later, we sign a contract a day later, whatever, right? It's not the end of the world. Um, how do you how do you find those? And by the way, I'll admit to being the worst person in the world with work boundaries, right? I just need to work all the time and other people have to pull me out of that.
1: Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, I think I think if you're as passionate about your job and you do what you do, it's that's wonderful. But some people, when they really have um, difficulties drawing their boundaries, they, they, you know, they can get stuck. And um, but I think step, first step is to really know and to listen to your body. You know what your body needs and and how you feel best. So it's also about you being healthy, about exercising and 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 allowing yourself to take a step back so you can let that creativity flow. So it is um, instead of just rushing and being you know in 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 the highest gear uh, driving all the time is to slow down and by doing that to unravel what your natural rhythm is and from that on to create your own terms on in which you want to be doing your work so i think that's that's i think it's that's a gem if you can get to that point in life where you can translate that into your business i think then you're at a really good place because for me it's it's i i determine my agenda and it's not the outside world that is doing that. But that requires for me to draw the boundary. And that means that I don't want to be in meetings from seven in the morning until nine at the evening. No, I have my specific times during the days. And of course, sometimes you know you can be flexible if something is really important or if you want to prioritize. But I have the responsibility to keep myself and my creativity and my way of working at, you know, at a quality level. And that's where I know I have to take. So it's also about taking responsibility for your, for yourself and, and being, you know, being healthy and delivering quality. Yeah.
0: How do senior managers find themselves in positions they no longer love?
1: Ha. That's and I love that question. Um, I think a lot of them, you know, get to a point in life senior managers where they're kind of, you know in a situation where a lot of people require stuff from them continuously they have people that um, are constantly want to pick their brains and so they you know they they get you know kind of their agenda is leading their lives and really taking the time to take that step back and to take a little bit of time to feel like where am i at in my career at this moment and is this what I truly want and what I desire? I see that there is a huge longing for having just a little bit of time for themselves to reflect and to kind of you know be at a point in life where they can reflect and feel is this really what I want to be doing for the rest of my career? And most of them are in their, you know, their either midlife or even past midlife in their 40s, between 50s. And they see that they still have options, but they are so stuck in their in their way of doing and living their life every day. Um, that's where I see that they, they have a, a huge desire to to have a little bit of me time.
0: So let's talk about that. Getting away from the business. Yeah. right? I work in tech, so I will I will. Say that tech is one of the worst industries in the world For you have to always be on there's this unrealistic expectation right and by the way i i subscribed to it for a long time i'm not yeah. guiltless right um if i don't answer this email the world might end why because somebody's packets might get dropped somewhere in the world mm-hmm. and there's a millisecond delay and somebody might notice right but that kind of insanity is there and i'll say silicon valley economics right mm-hmm. you look and Even when you're off, and I actually had this conversation with a friend yesterday and they said, unlimited vacation time is a great thing. I said, it's not real. I think it's the worst thing that happened at least in my industry, because now when you're away, you can't say I have to defend, American vacation time is two weeks, right? Uh, For a new hire, for a senior managers, maybe six weeks, an executive might have unlimited, but they never get to take it um, because you never get away, right? Germany, as an example, has said that when you're out of the office, you can't answer email. Kind of made it a lot, right? Yeah. There's a cultural difference. How do you find that time away and communicate that I don't not love the business, I just need to recharge?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good question. And I think it is, it is just a matter of, of being really um, to, to know where, to understand where um, your own limits are. And I think that um, it's never good enough. I think if you're working in an environment, as you just described, I think it's, it's, you know, it's never good enough. Even if you would have more than 24 hours in a day, it still, you know, isn't enough. So if it's not enough, then, you know, at some point you have to draw the line and to um, to take care of yourself, to to be able to deliver and to be able to to be be in a, in a in a sane state to um to do your work so i think it's just a matter of also you know just being strict and, and saying you know every friday afternoon i'm i'm going to be you know golfing or i'm going to be out of the air i'm going to be walking or cycling or doing something else and you know when you can say you know when you when you get back you, you do a last check in your 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 phone in between you know five and five 30 p.m., but then that's it, and then the weekend starts. I think it's you have to draw a line somewhere, and if you doesn't, you know, it's it's, yeah, it is um, it is a little bit of discipline, I guess.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, it, and I think you know one of the things that you, that's a challenge is culturally, it, it, at least in America, it, it has become such a if I'm not seen, if I don't do this, I'm I'm left behind, right? And there is that reality and there is that perception and some of it's maybe not based in reality but yeah yeah
1: yeah and i think if you do that then it's you're not living inside out but outside in and Mm -hmm. i think what it's all about and what my book is all about is be relentlessly yourself is to live the life that feels good from inside out and not the other way around. Also, as I, as I mentioned, um, sometimes is that, you know, people are so afraid of competition. I don't even believe competition exists, because if you really look at yourself and how unique you are, and if you translate that into your business, then there's no nobody that's alike. And I think so many people are just so fearful because of everything that they see around themselves of what others do. And I think that really exhausts you and it frustrates you. gives you stress and being able to really stay completely in line with your own core and who you are and to, to, to live your life. That's what life is supposed to be. I believe.
0: Entrepreneurs. Yeah. Our, Our drive, staying inside what your life's supposed to be how do you help them understand that their employees will never love their baby as much as they do?
1: (laughs) Their employees. Sorry, I didn't get your question.
0: So so if, if I create this thing and I build this company, I I see a trend with the entrepreneurs I work with that no one else gets it like they do because they, they created it, right? They, They brought it to life and what, a good employee or a great employee does will still never be the same as what the founder does. There's just always a difference And helping them understand. One of the things I'm challenged with as I build sales organizations, frankly, is helping the founders understand that gap between yeah. these people are really working. They're working hard. They yeah. don't think like you. They don't have the vision that you have. That's why they're maybe why they're employees. Maybe not, but right. Yeah. Odds are it's you're the general. They're the soldiers. And you just have to understand that soldiers look different than you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what is really important there is, is that every individual has a specific purpose, why they do what they do. And I think building a team and with people, it is really important to get to the core of what their own, what is driving them. And if you know, and you can understand what is driving them, not from the head, but from the heart, and you get a grip on that, that's really where you, you can kind of get you know get some fuel in to get them going because if they have a specific why and a purpose that is really adding on to the bigger picture of your organization or your team that's where you get the connection and i think sometimes people are just being let within teams where they're just you know doing things but if you really get to the core of why they're doing what they're doing and how that contrib- contributes to the bigger picture that's where you really get to connection and everybody's different and you know you know you don't you're not looking for copies of yourself within your organization and i think if you can see that uniqueness and if you can use that unique added value of every individual with their specific purposes within the organization and if that really within a team adds on to each other i think that's when you have a really good combination and that's just really being able to see people for who they truly are instead of, you know, looking for copies of yourself. No, it is really opening up and seeing other people for what their qualities and what their uniqueness is in life and to be able to fuel that so that they can really spread their wings and soar.
0: Yeah, it, it, I, I love that because you do. You have to let people be themselves, right? You, we force them into the molds, and you get turnover and unhappiness and lower production.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: So yeah. you talked before we started recording. You sat in the garden. Yeah. You wrote your book. How do you like to work?
1: How do I like to work? I, well, I love to write. Actually, writing—I already did um, so many years before I start writing my book and. Um, I I love to have my slow morning rhythm in either you know going for a run or a walk, doing some writing and doing some you know meditation, and um, and then um, I prefer to have um, yeah I actually I don't have the same rhythm every single day with how I do my business because I am a creative mind and I I would like to have you know some some time. To, to play and to be able to connect and to network and to be able to do my speaking gigs or to to do my coachings and um, so not one day is the same but I do prefer to have that morning rhythm and also because I work with clients all over the world and I'm based in Europe um, sometimes I work you know late days because of the time difference and um, so I you know I just I just I'm the one that's that's determining my agenda and I plan my meetings when I want to. I sometimes even have clients on Saturday, but then, you know, during the week when I have like on a regular working day, maybe on a Wednesday, you know, when there's time in my calendar to, to go off and and, and do something else or to create something or just spend a day reading or writing, I do that. And that's for me, really luxurious to be able to, uh, to, um, to do that. And, 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 um, and that's how I keep myself in uh, in a very good condition, both um, physically, mentally, and um, and emotionally.
0: And it's beautiful that you practice what you teach, right?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm continuously challenged by that because if you write a book that is called "Be Relentlessly Yourself," people around you will constantly help you remind remind yourself remind you of that. So that's wonderful.
0: We've talked about. You do public speaking. You do, obviously, things like podcasts that you're on now. You do uh, virtual conference presentations in the past year. What's your vision for going back to live events? What would you like to do as the world goes back to normal?
1: Um well, that's that's a good question, because then I think back to normal, I think people will not be traveling as much as as we have all, you know, been doing that crazy in the past going to a meeting, you know, for to London upside up, up and, and, and out for one day or for just a couple of hours. I think that's kind of crazy. So I think that is a really a good change. But um, I think we're all are humans and that humans are supposed to connect and have that warm connection. So I think even though you can do wonderful work also through um, online connecting, um, there's so many tools available, that's wonderful. But then still we all, I think, desire, and it's same for me, to go back to having live speaking engagements and and to travel every now and then to be able to do that. But then on a very... You know, to really think about, you know, to um, to do it in specific times and not as much in the past to be very conscious about how much traveling we do. I think that's where we also have, I see is, this also is, you know, Mother Nature is calling us to take our responsibility in in, in that sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been interesting. So I have friends that are in the business where if people don't go back to the office, their businesses will not thrive because what they sell depends on people being in the office. And you know, it's not a matter of a pivot, it's just a technological limitation. I have friends on the other end of the spectrum who never want anyone to go back because the things they sell work better when people work from home. So it's really interesting to watch from a distance, you know, people that you're close with, you know, at least professionally have two different narratives and go "Mm, I'm actually who they're courting here and I'm kind of in the middle I want a couple of conferences to come back because I love them and I love what I learned from them but I don't ever want to do three cities in a day again I don't ever want to use the Marriott at Heathrow as my apartment for three weeks and fly onto the continent for day trips and do 20 hour days and come back and do it the next
1: day right yeah yeah I
0: just don't um yeah and I you know I don't miss golf outings because they don't golf or not no. well, you know, now cycling or yoga or something. Yeah. If somebody's going to plan that I'll probably sign up. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that is a blessing that we all, you know, get, get this by this hard lesson, you know, we learn how to be more, more responsible.
0: So before we kind of wrap up, I've got one more question for you. Yeah. You work with clients all over the world. Yeah. How do you help, them adjust to cultural differences because every culture has different expectations.
1: Yeah. Um, well, um, I think it is it, it, because I have a lot of clients that I work with that are either work within an organization, but usually international organizations where they have either, yeah, most, most of the time a mix of people working there and people in their business. I think it is really, um, setting your own um, terms in how you do your business and what your values are. And I think it's especially entrepreneurs, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're free in how they lead their business and how they do that and how to create their um, values and, and how they do their business. So it really is not something I run into as a huge obstacle. I think, most of it is people helping them to really get out of their head and really to their heart and to really feel that what is underneath what their foundation is because that really is what it is and that's something inside out and it's not something that is being determined by their culture and um, it's being flexible in the environment that you're in either within a huge organization or in your own business and having respect for others but I think it's finding that common ground and finding that common ground with people that you work with and to be very transparent about it and to be speaking about it. I think that is most important. And so that you know from each other what, you're, you know, what where you're at and, and I think that openness and communication, I think that would, that's even one of the most important things there is in business.
0: So what haven't I asked you that I should have?
1: Um, Well, I think it's, it's maybe what my dream is.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's a great one.
1: (laughs) Because I, you know, I think dreaming is really important because as I think, I believe as long as we all have dreams that we have in life, that really gives us a fuel to move on. And for me, it, it's my dream now, you know, my first dream was to, to have this book out there. And now my dream is to really reach a lot of souls, people that are in need of some clarity in their life. And so my book is available and it is with a lot of exercises that help people to really self-reflect. And it's something I have to offer. And it is a privilege to be able to reach out to such a huge group of people all around the world by this book and um so um for me it's a dream to uh to have this out and to be touching a lot of people out there and to be part of uh, their transformation just a little bit (laughs) by this book that's a big dream that i have
0: and where can they find the book
1: the book is available on Amazon in the U.S. and different Amazons wherever you are in the world and uh, also on Barnes and Noble and um, the Dutch version is also available through different um, channels. So um, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time. I have really enjoyed the conversation.
1: Thank you, Tim. It was lovely having me here. <laughs>